host Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in a, when I do my dance, money fight, these throwing bands, JT I ain't playing, look, I don't want your man, now these rich throwing paper. It's time for the twerculator. Oh. Dude. I was, <laughs> I was like, what the heck is this? Oh, you don't know that song? I don't think I can't I tell. know because someone posted it on Twitter and then they were like, why isn't this released yet? And then like a couple of days later, I saw it on YouTube. Oh, they released it? Uh, it's on YouTube. Oh, I'm gonna look that up because I was I heard it on <laughs> on TikTok and it's a popular sound over there. And when I looked it up when it first when I first heard it, apparently it was like leaked or something. Yeah, it was leaked. And then a couple I feel like a maybe a week later I saw it came up on my suggestion on YouTube. Oh, for real? Well, I'm gonna look. I'm, I'm, come on, suggestive period. But um, I'm gonna look it up then. I don't know. Love that for them. And I could tell it wasn't released because uh, Nikki was like, "You mean the percolator?" She's like, "Why are you so? Why are you so wretched?" I'm like, "That's the song. I didn't write the song." <laughs> but yeah, shout out to the city girls. Right. Period. From the City Girls of Classical Music. Literally. <laughs> well, guess we'll just jump right into the news this week. There's not but one piece of news this week. Because, um, ooh, Chile. So, a couple weeks ago, I believe it was on episode 129, uh, we had a guest by the name of Deshanti Henry. Uh, among the many things that we spoke about with Jashanti. Uh, He spoke about some encounters that he had with public safety officers on the campus of his school, which also happens to be Katie and and my um, alma mater, Eastman School of Music. He talked about, you know, the encounters that he had and how, you know, he believes that they had been handled and, you know, whatever, we were moving on, period. Then this past Tuesday rolls around. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on Instagram minding my business and I see this video on his story now literally less than less than two weeks after we've we've talked about um this issue happening with him multiple times in the past now he's back in this situation of being reported uh, by another student at Eastman for being suspicious quote-unquote suspicious um while he's literally just sitting in a public area in, in on Eastman's campus um an area that he used his id to get into and in this video there's two public safety officers there's kind of like a main one and then there's a lady in the back but a main one um asking for his id telling him he needs to prove that he goes here telling him he can either give him his id give him his id give him his name or he can leave the building etc etc and they're going back and forth Um, Because Deshanti is at this point not giving him his ID, which I do not blame him for. Because if you've been stopped multiple times, Mm -hmm. people always stopping you. As Deshanti mentions in the video, his face is literally on a poster in the main hall that he's been. So y'all want to put him, y'all want to put him up on a poster. Right. But, (laughs) but now all of a sudden he can't be over here. Um, So that's, you know, I'll link the video so that y'all can see if you haven't seen it by now. But um, essentially, there's just been um, a lot of racial profiling going on, both from public safety officers and students um, on the campus. Other people have talked about um, 
talked about things that have happened to them um on campus and obviously you know we went there so we know people know multiple people that this has happened to um and kind of the aftermath of this like there's been uh some considerable coverage of it um I'll link like there's a news article that I just came across today um and also the black students union at Eastman has done a lot of organizing around this which they should not have to do because you know the school should just not be tolerating this sort of behavior um um and so among the things that I will um, also put in the description for people to to look at are um a petition that was put together by the black students union at Eastman um as well as like an open letter that can also be signed um that's put together by an alumna of uh of Eastman uh, I also put to I also I'm gotta remember all this stuff I gotta link but of course Eastman put out a statement which first of all when this came out Eastman loves an internal email they love an did, internal did you email. get it no I didn't get it because it's only for students because that's what they did when they when they canceled the China tour Cause because I was trying, I was hoping I would get it because I was I stayed on that mail list for at least a year. Cause I'm like I wonder what they're gonna say about this, but I, they mm-hmm. finally kicked me off. Um, what was I about to say? Um, yeah, sorry, my mom started calling me. That distracted me. Um, but yeah, no, they they love an internal email, internal as in like just the students because I don't know if we talked about it on the show or not. We might have briefly. Eastman was supposed to go um on tour in China um in december of 2019 um and there was some sort there was uh some sort of situation where um some students some korean students were not going to be allowed to enter china uh, for the reasons that they were going on that tour and so they were like actually we're just going to leave all the koreans behind um and then once that didn't and they were like well we talked to them and they said it was okay if they're in a meeting with the dean and just like yeah what they gonna say exactly and they're like oh we took a vote in the orchestra oh like what i don't know but anyway that's what they did for for um for that tour they kind of trying to keep it inside i was on my semester off so i was on the list but i it wasn't it didn't have nothing to do with me at that time so i was like i bet you they're gonna try to do an internal email the problem is Deshanti posted this video so at the point that they were sending this email it had like 30,000 views I don't know how many it has right now but it, it had a lot a lot of views so they were forced to put that out and they were forced to put out the fact that this man is still employed he was just reassigned so that he could go harass black students at another location and so. reassigned in what way what they you doing like they changed campuses or changed campuses oh okay I'm about to say now he at the SLC instead of at the <laughs> Right, instead of at the front desk, he's on the second floor. Right, that's what I was like. In what way did, was he reassigned? Okay. Um. Yeah, girl, and mind you, and we didn't forget how y'all was trying to give them guns just a couple years ago. Oh, my God. And I feel like they do that every couple of years because I heard from somebody who was there before that they were trying to do that. So they were trying to do that every couple of years because the people that was fighting you on it had, have graduated. No, mm-mm. we're not going to If y'all see this. these public safety officers, like, you will see why – for several reasons but one of the main Not reasons for several, <laughs> yes, for several reasons there's there's several reasons why they shouldn't have guns but one of the one of the least significant but one that i want to stay is that i could half run half outrun half of them <laughs> i just want to make that very clear they need to stick to all the they are built to open doors Not and to built. jump cars i'm just saying now paul blart <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's 
how they built. And ain't the wrong with being built like that. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying what they are like, no. Open open uh I forgot the classroom number. Don't even matter. Open the door. Listen, and and that's exactly jump why. my car. Because that's most like Oh my gosh, I could go into all kinds of stuff that that, you know, I encountered when I was at Eastman in, in regards to that particular situation of them trying to arm public safety officers and, and fighting against that. But I just feel like they be nah, because th- like you said, several reasons why they why they ought not have guns in there. But also they be on some power trip stuff because I feel like I feel like since they be mostly just opening doors, now they're not even gonna bring the key room key ring. They got guns like oh I just shoot the handle off. <laughs> right. <laughs> campus now, door sure. Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> now you now you on your campus tour, you gotta explain the bullet holes in the in the uh in the piano. Exactly. Why y'all got bullet holes in the Steinway. Oh, you know. Because like, among the things that I was that was supposed to reassure me, I was I was in a meeting with the chief of, of, of Department of Public Safety of the entire University of Rochester and he was like, Oh, well, you know what they're gonna have you know, it's, they're going to be trained. They're going to have the same amount of training as any cop. I was like, do you know who you are talking? I'm like, that's supposed to make me feel better about this? Are you kidding me? The trigger happy cops? RPD just killed somebody the other day, like yesterday at the time that we are recording this. Oh, for real? Yeah. So, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? So, that's what we're dealing with over here. That's what we're dealing with. Um, who Chile? I think I cover all the, like, the facts of the situation but anyway i i dm'd you this so how, how did you what was your reaction i lucky was shaking while i was watching it because i was like my main thought well, well first of all congrats to Deshanti for standing for standing his ground because a lot of people would not have done that because mm-hmm. it's intimidating and yeah a lot of people would not have done that so but i was like what if that other dude did not come where would that situation have gone that's where and that's what really put me made me uneasy yeah because at the end of the video i forgot to mention at the end of the video because jashanti was like go get old dude from uh (laughs) said it just like that (laughs) from from the front like he know me like and the guy (laughs) and he had already you know called the guy he was like yeah he's coming Um, right i was just about to say not calling for backup this is a music school (laughs) (laughs) if you need backup for that situation um, so the guy came and he was just like, yeah, he's been a student here for years. Because mind you, Deshanti went to, Deshanti's from right. Rochester. And he went to Eastman Community Music School. So he has been over at Eastman since 2010. It's like, what are you talking about? So the guy was like, yeah, he's been here. He's been here for years. And then that's what, um, that's what dissolved the situation. And Deshanti was like, what's your name? I was like, period. Get the officer's name yeah, as well. Yeah, shaking when he said his name. I'm like, you, you should, you. What happened to all that that big dick energy you had earlier? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, um, wow. Say it with your chest like you were saying it before. They even have badge numbers. Probably not. Dog girl, you know they got IDs. Right. Show me your ID. <laughs> <laughs> they got. They got a. Nah. I hate that. That's some real. That's some real Eastman stuff. Like, oh, I never seen you here before. I ain't never seen you here before neither. Right. You know who you know who has seen me here before? The six thousand dollars I gotta pay to go here. When them ushers used to ask me where I was going, I'm like, none of your business. I literally would be I would try not to be rude because they'll be like little old people, you know what I'm saying? Okay. But I would, but I would try not to be I would try not to be too rude to them. I'm just like, the amount of money I pay to go here, you should be ask you should be asking me permission to be here. 
Why are you in my hallway? The the ushers that are doing the RPO concerts. I'm like, ma'am, when was the last time someone tried to sneak into a Rochester Philharmonic Orchestra concert? I'm sweet pea. I promise you, ain't nobody jumping over them doors trying to get into the RPO. <laughs> Is it that serious? Because even if it was worth it, you know that they rehearse when they have them doubles. You just go sit in the balcony. Exactly. Doors wide I hear open. RPO playing on my way to theory class. Why do I need to jump? I'm not. I'm not about to zigzag and fake you out just to get into the hall. Hop over the hop on stage, girl. Because I just need to hear Beethoven today. Like, what? matter of fact, if I want RPO so bad, the the principal violist was teaching my class. <laughs> I, I, nobody is pressed to get into this auditorium. No auditorium. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And also, there's and you know what? This is why there's so many things wrong with the situation, and the people, the personnel at Eastman are not equipped to address it at every facet of every level. Because even the very reason why this incident happened, Eastman has this whole thing during orientation where if you see someone who doesn't belong, you report it. Why are you reporting something? Why aren't you working up notes? What are you reporting? Exactly, and that's another thing because a lot of people are bringing up the fact that there is a student, um, there was a student involved in all of this, and the fact that you answer, you answer a call, say, "Oh, they're suspicious." Okay, I'm gonna go check it out. But like, and you have no, y'all can't define what it means. Student can't define what it means. You can't define what it means. Nobody can't define what that means. Which means it's just an arbitrary. Mm-hmm. It's just an arbitrary whatever the hell you find is suspicious. Oh, Katie's Katie writing too fast on her theory homework. Oh my God, suspicious. Like, oh, Katie bent over to tie her shoe. What's she doing? She, what she, she better take a Glock out of her shoe. What I was suspicious. Like, <laughs> what are we talking about? So it's like, and they empower students to do that kind of. They, they I, I mean, they I don't really know if they do. changed it since. I haven't did, did an orientation since twenty sixteen. I don't uh, know obviously the whatever they changed ain't working. So, but yeah, and, and the problem is, I was talking to someone about this who also went to Eastman that. The problem with Eastman is that they're so fixated on this whole, like, Eastman's different. Eastman is different. There's a lot of good things about Eastman. The problem with that is that when you, when when it's time to change other things, you're like, oh, no, because it, it's like they double down and gaslight. So I really am curious to see Girl. what's going to happen with this because the people in charge are going to be like, well, you know, it was an isolated incident and Eastman and Meliora and, and it's different here and he was new. <laughs> <laughs> And the fact, yeah, because that's something that in that same the in that same meeting that I had with the with the chief of public safety, he was like, "Well, you know, we changed the policy that you can't just call and say that somebody is sitting there, or you can't just call and say." They still doing it, right. bro. This was like two years ago that this, <laughs> that this meeting happened, and it's still happening. It has happened to Deshanti multiple times since then. It's happened to Brianna since then. Well, she was literally practicing literally practicing it's happened to jonathan it's happened to a whole it's happened to a bunch of people it's happened to richard it's all these people since then like so obviously that like people saying one thing in front of our faces and it's an and it's a whole separate thing in practice in that class you have to take that that mandatory freshman class that the one that meets the hatch mm-hmm. do they talk about the city of rochester at all no not since i've been not when i was in it it's like there it's another problem like there's so many issues because you the audacity to wonder why a black student might be there in a city that has a huge black population matter of fact you are in the middle of it Mm -hmm. i'm sure you knocked on a whole bunch of black houses to build eastman so you are in the middle of that and there's no education about what rochester is you think rochester is uh main and gibbs 
And that's a some people are voicing that right. Oh my gosh, y'all gonna shut up about that damn grocery store. Okay, but low key, Wegmans is a, you know it's not, it's not my favorite, but it, Wegmans is not a good grocery store. <laughs> it's an okay grocery. There's yeah. worse. It's that's, a, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's worse. I don't the, think it's but terrible. actually the only the thing that makes Wegmans worse for me is because it's not a good grocery store and then it's expensive. I feel like yeah, Wegmans is expensive. So it's like that brings it down. Like of course, it put on another scale with other grocery stores. Yeah, that's definitely worse. But then I feel like the price also makes it worse. How you not gonna be how you gonna have these prices and not be spectacular? Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's definitely top ten, low key. I'm not gonna hold you. I don't even know if I can name ten grocery stores. I mean, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know if I can either. Um, yeah, I can't. But, but some fine. some music ed people were talking about the fact that the only like outreach stuff that they have been um, a part of, um, I guess this is separate from from rock music. I don't know if rock rock music definitely has um, partnership like with with IML because of the IML internship. I don't know about the mm-hmm. the music ed department specifically. But they don't the IML, I mean from my from, from what I've surmised, just seeing that intern mm-hmm. change while I was there like I think they come I can't remember if it's a year or semester, whatever IML does. I've seen two or three of them. They're not in the classroom mm-hmm. with us learning about the kids, learning their names. You know, yeah. they're doing like the website updates yeah, and yeah. taking administrative stuff yeah so it's yeah. not even like they're integrated into the the thing and when there there is a class um that dr caravan teaches and dr Feta taught before her that um you go to into a rcsd school but i don't know you have that is a very specific thing you know what i'm saying like you must be music ed to do that. I don't understand why it's just like not integrated en- enough. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. So what? Well, first let me clarify. The IML is Institute of Music Leadership. It's a so for people that don't know, um, it's a, a part of, of Eastman that does like mu- like music leadership things, career stuff, all that kind of stuff. Um, but what I was what I was mentioning was that a lot of the music ed students were saying that a lot of the outreach stuff that they have done with the community of Rochester has been student organized and uncompensated. Oh, for real? Yeah. So they're saying like, uh, no, no, but no one but us. Yeah, like no one but uh, maybe that class. But they were saying no one but us has been doing um, like not no students at Eastman have this connection with with Rochester or know um anything about the city of Rochester in that way. Especially because like the only thing that people that Eastman students are exposed to about Rochester is negative in my opinion about yeah. this about the people that live adjacent to eastman yeah all of it is you look you see somebody who looks like they don't belong if you ran into a homeless person on the street ignore them whatever the, like all of that stuff and yeah. when i came to Rochester, i was like oh it's black people over here period yeah. like but to them it was like cross the street whatever, whatever like all of this stuff when you mm-hmm. get to eastman it's the only th- time they talk about the people of rochester is how to stay safe from them wait i'm curious there's this thing called i don't remember exactly like if music be the food or something like that mm-hmm. does that ring a bell to you that out yeah is that I, I thought that was mandatory oh no 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 no. that that i was chamber that, music that dr yeah. F- uh, scatterday was doing oh scatterday i thought it was uh melissa madsen oh maybe she that did might, something different because be scatterday scary. also does a um a outreach sort of thing when she was there he does an outreach uh, outreach sort of thing and that is not mandatory 
that's opt-in. Were, are there, so he's in charge of it. Are there most people because, are there most people that do it? Like, do people organize stuff in it? Like, some, some people do strings, some people do this, or it's just, just like. I have no idea. You have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, my chamber music experiences. I, used to I thought that was mandatory because I thought Kale or Rodlin did it when she was there. That might be something else. And I thought because people were running around <clears throat> trying to go to all these schools, like they were, I remember in extra class, she had to, she had to move stuff around and stuff like that. So I thought that it was mandatory. Mm. That's so tone deaf to me. That is pathetic. I thought it was mandatory this whole time. To and even then, I know it is like, mandatory. Beethoven week, Mozart week, Haydn week, <laughs> Prokofiev week, and even that's a problem because there are string programs in RCSD and that whole outreach thing. I'm just gonna go play a Haydn quartet for you. Kids don't really mm-hmm. at get you. anything from that at <laughs> you playing Haydn at you, and you might you might. I mean, some of them. I want you. We were there for the rock music one. Some of them might. Mm-hmm. This is a whole note, you know, which mm-hmm. is like hit or miss. I mean, you might inspire one kid to want that, but mm-hmm. but I mean, you coming in, you going into RCSD schools, clutching your pearls and yeah. turning your nose up at folks. Like that's not. And that's what the magicians do too. When they were when they were at um, imagine you you are in collaboration with rock music, and you're not even collaborating with. I saw I saw good collaboration with gateways like the the um interaction between Leslie DeShazer and my student was so cute she was like okay how like we playing you like actually mm-hmm. interacting with her and helping her play the music because sometimes the music is too hard especially the further back you go the music is too hard for those kids and like she was helping her with the music like okay we're playing here. like it was just very mm-hmm. cute and she'll and she'll probably always remember that that moment mm-hmm. and watching the rpo do it was just like i was like when is this over because this is like this is cringy mm. were you there for that no you told me about it girl me about I, ain't it. Gonna, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't gonna air it out on here i'm just girl <laughs> the way girl <laughs> you told me, yeah you told me about it i was like wow then, and Yikes. then even also another thing that pissed me off didn't even send the music director to do it it was some guy no <laughs> <laughs> burn it not down some guy. <laughs> burn it down not burn some it down. guy yeah i'm pretty sure it was not the music director of rpo it, yeah it was some dude and i was oh yeah because i was like who is this and dr hall was like you know i'm like okay now you know, <laughs> like like a, an assistant conductor or something. I don't like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because you're not gonna send like, yeah. And somebody said it like making, I don't know who it was, but making it was Joe, I think. Was it? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Like making the fellows do the dirty work, making the making the fellows do the outreach, mm-hmm. making the, um, making the assistant conductor do the, that kind of stuff. That, yeah. that stuff is tacky to me. Yeah, yeah. You got you got fellows coming in and whatever to say that oh this organization do, does outreach, but y'all wasn't doing outreach until the fellows got there. You don't require that of your yeah. It's pretty yeah. Weird. And I mean, I was I ain't gonna I ain't gonna gas up the Memphis Symphony too much, but one thing I have noticed is that everybody doing everything. Like we did, they have some, I forgot what it's called, but they did this basically this thing where like you they get a member of the community to read a book. So it was like some principal or something. And then we play background music while she read the book and they, they 
they recorded it so to help with like literacy skills in the Shelby County schools and Shelby public schools and we were the fellows were one of the groups we saved one group from doing two you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. everybody was doing a, it wasn't like all right fellows sit down four books today ready to learn all this music it was like they be doing that they be in the in the community that's what that's what it's supposed to be it's not like okay we, we got some fellows we could send out there we got some subs we could you know what I'm saying like that stuff is so tacky like I yeah don't, and I feel like for a score that's smack dab in the middle um yeah. and is and someone said that um Eastman is a huge gentrifying force but gives nothing back to the community and like just looking back on all of the language about about Rochesterians has just been very negative I remember I remember because you know um I was saying that I'm like a pretty pretty jumpy person I'm a pretty easily easily scared person and somebody was like how you living oh my god how do you live in Rochester I said because I'm not afraid of black people radio silence like girl what are you talking about it's literally just black people walking around yeah I I feel comfort by that I feel more comfortable (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, before I lit. I went to the laundry back the other day. I had a blast. They right. Just- <laughs> back when I had my 26 inches, my 26 inch weave, I was walking down the street. I heard, come on, inches. I was like, period. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love, I just, oh, I love being on play. You play that thing. Okay. Right. I love that. <laughs> I love that so freaking much. Ooh. Dang. And you could tell because the fact that, like, my stores would be like, so you get paid to do that? to play in a professional orchestra yes it's like you go to your job but it's like that's not it's not open to the community it's just it's supposed to be there people just walk past and have no idea what's even going on inside of there especially getting my hair done and stuff like people meeting meeting people that are that live in rochester who are from rochester who don't even know really what eastman is like yeah. they don't like <laughs> it's just something a building that they pass by like nah Come on, bro. They have got to be embarrassed about that. They're not. And they're not. <laughs> and they're not. <laughs> it's that colonizer spirit. You think they would be embarrassed by a lot of things? That part. You got white people. I saw a, a thing on Twitter. You got white people telling black people, if you hate America so much, go back to Africa. Who brought us here? I was here? About to say, not, <laughs> not you, my ride. You was my ride. Pick me up then. And. You've stripped Africa of its resources. So, so I beg you, tell me, tell me what we gonna do. That is ridiculous to me. Well, if you don't, if you, I'm like, you should go back to where you came from. It's freaking ridiculous. Like, so that 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 you see that kind of ideology in everything. The absolute gall to be in the center of Rochester, and to have your students fearing black people. Like I don't get that. Reporting black students, black people play classical musician music. You know that, right? And and that's another thing about y'all having gateways, um, in the middle of the summer. That yeah. Because there would have been a whole that DPS line, that Department of Public Safety line would have been ringing off the hook. Because <laughs> I, I bet you they in our <laughs> practice rooms. <laughs> and I'm like, I wonder what the meeting is like before gateways happens. They probably gonna ha- they probably gotta prep them for weeks. Okay, just letting you guys know. There's gonna be black people here, and a whole lot of them. But you like, know what? The the blacks were mad, rightfully so. I mean, I I, I didn't it didn't phase me because I was like, we used to this freaking this junk, you know here. But I remember Lee telling a stage full of black people. He was like, now listen, y'all, you have to wear 
your thing whatever i forgot what it was i'm like i ain't running that you have to <laughs> i mean because mainly they had a they had a um you know that black dude the black the black one are there multiple black public sector public sector? Sector? no not on no? east Miss campus okay so they had the black dude there so that kind of that helped so he they knows me it. i mean but he was like now just so they know what's going on have your wear your thing and it was like size and and da 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 and people were like they want us to be here but we're not supposed to be here and all like people were irate rightfully so but this what right. we do it not them giving y'all double sided tapes y'all could tape it to y'all forehead <laughs> like, like <laughs> I don't know I just feel like I don't, there has to be Eastman went through all these measures to you have to swipe in you have to swipe in you have to do all this stuff so I don't I don't know what they they don't have to come up with some solutions that involve black people as in leaving black people alone. <sighs> yeah, so I will have um all of the all of the things to read and watch and um also there was a Instagram live that the Black Students Union did talking to Deshanti about the situation and I'll link that. I popped in there for a minute but my uh, my internet was tripping, so but anyway, um so I'll link that and all that. But last thing I'll say on this because it needs to be said we talk a lot and i'm not saying this needs to shift or anything but there needs to be an addition to the conversation because we talk a lot about you know unsung heroes we have a black excellence um segment here on the show you know we want to give people their flowers when they're doing a beautiful beautiful things that not everybody might know about we also need to talk about unsung villains we need to talk about the people who are doing all of this bullshit behind the scenes and nobody wants to call them out in public and so they're still getting hired they're still um, walking around campus, doing whatever the hell they want. This is for Kostya. Kostya is a student. No, <laughs> this is this is <laughs> because because enough is enough with this man. Enough oh is enough. God, he's ridiculous. He is ridiculous. Kostya is a student that goes to the Eastman School of Music currently. I don't know how to say his last name. It starts with an L, just in case y'all get a violinist resume that comes across your desk that says Kostya L went to Eastman School of Music around this time just so y'all know to crumple it up and throw it in the trash okay um he has been he's been known to do all kind of all kind of ridiculous stuff avid sharer of Ben Shapiro videos advocated for a straight pride parade refuses to wear a mask like (laughs) straight pride I missed that one girl um when that whole dating that girl I have no idea. That is that was embarrassing. I felt bad for her. I did not feel bad for her because she was up there. I, I and you know what? He's a loud one. She's a quiet one. She followed all kind of Trump, blacks for Trump, women for I don't Trump. Feel bad for whatever. her. I just think it's embarrassing. Mm. Well, you were still dating him publicly after that, so she could catch all this too. So, um, yeah. So this is for Kosha because, um, after all of this happened, after all of this happened to Deshanti, he gonna post on his Instagram story. A, a, a simulated conversation with a with the public safety officer he says public safety officer hello me hello sir public safety officer can i see your id please here's here you go sir and then thanks have a good day then he puts the end i would just like to give a hearty fuck you because what are you talking about first of all you're you're and so i tagged him in my story i was like it's the will for ignorance for me because you always missing the point you got the most to say you got the most to say. Um, he goes on to he goes on to post um, several things about how he's a person of color. He's lily white. He's from the Ukraine. Lily white. Um, well, why is it white? 
New like, York whiter than that? It don't get no whiter than that. Not really, no. I don't think so. Um, to North Pole, maybe. <laughs> um, but he goes. To, he's the only Slavic student at Eastman. Therefore, he said, if that's not a minority, I don't know what is. And I said, you are correct. You do not know what is. <laughs> Um, he said that he everybody in his DMs telling him, "Yo, you should probably take this down. Yo, you sound super ignorant." Whatever. That, he's like, "This is this is racial profiling at its best. This is this is racial discrimination at its best." Um, they're just assuming that I'm white. I'm like, "You, whatever. Even if we even if we were to give you that, even if you were not white, that is not some type of armor that you can use to say whatever the hell you want. People are not right. mad at you because of your race. They're mad at you because you had a dumbass opinion that you put on the internet for everybody to see. That's why people are in your DMs. And then and then he's going to post all the people agreeing with him in his DMs, but he don't want to put their names up there. He don't want to put their names up there. So I tagged him again and I said, how about you? How about you um, reveal the identities of the people that you're protecting? How about y'all say it with your chest then? Y'all want to be all up in Koshi's DMs, but y'all don't want to say nothing to black students. You smile in black students' faces, mm-hmm. and then you turn around and call public safety on them because they're doing their homework in Betty's Cafe. Um, and then I said, come outside. We're not going to jump you. And he was like, this is what they use. They use terrorism and fear. I DM'd I said, terrorism, Koshi. He he had to know that was ridiculous because I put terrorism, Koshi, with the little with the dead face, and he, and he put a laughing on that. I'm like, yeah, you know you're ridiculous. You know you're ridiculous. Um, so he said it it is oh yeah, he's just terrible. Wow, what a terrible, terrible guy. Um because he also was like, What is it a coincidence that everybody um in my DMs has pronouns in their bio? I'm like, what does that what? Katie? <laughs> God. When I tell you when I tell you, I bet you he wakes up in the morning, he has a he has a hat full of bad, terrible opinions and just picks one. This is the one I'm doing today. I'm gonna just go all hand all all out for this one today. What are you talking about? Um, Uchile, because as you can see, going to school, um, this is this is the type of stuff that that people have to deal with. Um, going to school with people like this, and I just feel like a lot of people you know they do they whispering behind the scenes like oh so and so they kind of ooh, i met him and i don't want to no we saying it right now right now voicing yeah, all mean, the terrible stuff that he has done it can go it can go two ways it can go they hire him anyway because he plays well or they don't hire him but leaving up to classical music they'll hire him anyway in some cases but also not everybody who hires uh people is a is as terrible as he is like i just hired 24 musicians for something that's why i'm like there are some people who if you um just like oh dude who lost a job at san diego symphony uh sister lost her job in the austin symphony yes some somebody will hire them again but at the same time um there are people that will not um and i would do my damnness to to ensure that nobody i know was hiring him because um at this point enough is enough we we always whispering about people in the shadows and not mm-hmm. talking about what what people are doing like um and he just doesn't have a place nowhere because at the end of the like there are some places where you can there are a lot of places in classical music especially and really in any entertainment industry where you can be an absolute asshole and they would just let it slide but at the same time a lot of especially gig life if yeah. you're a, if you're a shitty person and and nobody wants to work with you then and, also, w- yeah. name carries too because 
there's one there's and it's cost you just to remind you <laughs> there's one dude who um who we played with and the associate content matter was like so yeah if that name comes through for the sub list it's a no and i was like dang you got that bitch i'll tell you all but no i didn't because i was listen i was trying to learn my notes i was i was not paying attention i don't, I don't be here for no okie doke type stuff i just want to play my notes don't say nothing to me talking about oh that's why i just want to play my stuff and go home and lay in my bed so i had no idea it was getting that bad around me and she went to the she went to press number and she said Did this name come through for something and i was like eh. <laughs> <laughs> i was like damn what's going on and allison was like yeah girl and i was like damn <laughs> he's <laughs> like yeah girl, you over here you over there in your music yeah i was like so yeah i knew it happened but i just feel like i just don't you don't know yeah, i heard I mean, you he'll find he'll so, find he, he got because he got friends he got you know like you'll, you'll find your little white supremacist community you will but um i wonder what his teacher thinks about him hmm? i wonder what his teacher thinks about him because he acts like that all the time isn't he the one dude who juliano was talking to in that rehearsal yeah see yeah he, he's ridiculous and rude well it was something it's something crazy something basic like he didn't have a pencil or something and and then uh and then uh one of the violin professors who was doing the string sectional was you know telling talking to him and he was talking back to her and going back and forth i'm like what are you doing like this is a nah like this is a regular and, and it's something as simple as having a pencil which is like in musicianship one-on-one very first thing they damn short they they uh almost shoved a pencil in your eye talking about have a pencil always have a pencil always have a pencil mm-hmm. and all you had to do was oh you know you, you have a stamp partner one of you between one of y'all somebody should have a pencil and that could be the end of it why are you talking back at your big age right. yeah so all around just irritating to work with um insensitive on on every um issue and somebody dm'd me and was like we should just make classically black the read for classical music and i said listen if y'all would send in if y'all oh that'd be fun if y'all would send us like oh your stamp on tripping your teacher tripping your whatever tripping we would read them on classically black we would that could be a bonus segment classically black cute. podcast at gmail.com Purr. i cannot stop <laughs> saying that i need to stop saying that. <laughs> i'm gonna be in a virus i'm gonna pray I mean, I'd be out there anyway. I'd be like, we killed that. Okay. I'd be like, like podcast at gmail.com if you want us to read somebody because enough is enough. Oh, we say putting people too? on blast. If they, if they want to. You know, sometimes on the read, the read is a podcast we listen to if you if you knew. If you're not new, you've heard us talk about the read. But um that sometimes people send in letters uh for them to drag people. They'll sometimes use real names, sometimes they won't. So mm-hmm. it's whatever y'all want. Listen. Right, you could just change the names around. You write it, we read it. Period. Some of them be like, some be, black people are be so eloquent. I be like, the what? Some of them pass the reads. I be like, damn, how you put your words together like that? <laughs> just <laughs> well, we yeah, could do it com- be, completely anonymous. Yeah, it's just change the name, change the, uh, change the the names around. Yeah, make a burner email if you don't want us to know who you are. Oh, that'd be cute. That'd be fun. So. Yeah. that's my two that's my two cents for him because he was getting on my damn nerves he's getting on my damn nerves um so yeah well we're gonna see what happens to this oh yeah i know some people Very some cool. people have uh email they email phil ying on him 
Um, they also reporting him because he's in Phil violation Yang? of student, huh? Phil Yang. Mm-hmm. I Wait, think they're just doing to... like department heads, like oh, yeah, that has to do with him. He's a department. I was like, he violent. <laughs> I'm yeah. over here like I'm trying to make the connection. Like Phil, <laughs> I was like, I yeah. thought he played viol. And reporting him for for mis- student misconduct, um, which he is in violation of. So and has been for several. Years. I don't know why they. It would be it would be what a sweet sound for him to be expelled uh with one semester left. <laughs> Wait. He's a senior, right? He said he got one semester left. I don't know what he oh. I mean, yeah. Because nobody deserves to come to school in an environment with that with with somebody like that. Mm-hmm. And, and mind you, he wasn't saying all this. He would never say none of this to Deshanti's face because exactly. Deshanti hit him up. <laughs> <laughs> this remind me because because he told me Deshanti hit him up and was like, "So you trying to you trying to be funny? Like you trying to you trying to make light of the situation I was just in?" He was like, "No, I don't even know why yeah, you would think yeah, that." And yeah, yeah, and yeah. and I know I was just saying this happened yeah, and sure. whatever. And he was like, "I'm not sure how wh- wh- how that would make you think that." I'm like, "You're." So, in Deshanti's words, I ain't even worried about Lil Bro. Deshanti's <laughs> <laughs> funny, bro. Like, bro, Deshanti's so funny. God knew what he was doing because we would have jumped him. <laughs> <laughs> not even violent, but I would have been waiting for him outside of rehearsal. What'd you say? I said, I'm not even a violent person, but I would have been waiting for him outside of rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to talk. I would have. I just want to talk. Why you not doubled over? Because <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to hit you. I'm not going to jail for you. You're right. But Definitely not worth it. Definitely you? No. Nah, there's several reasons why I wouldn't go to jail for you that I'm not going to say on the mic. But the main person, the main reason is you as a person. Um, But I do want to talk to you since you, cause you're doing a big talk on humongous Instagram. Humongous talk. Humongous. Gigantic so talk. So I'm just gonna find you where you at. I know you at rehearsal. And, you, and the best violin is here, right? So I don't know. I just want to talk. And Nathan the same person. Nathan, we, we, we could be anywhere outside your. I, I'll try to find your mates. What time your lesson is? We could be anywhere. Cause all that's to say, but mm-hmm. but nothing the same person. And my boy, you go to you go to Gibbs Street. We could meet you outside your apartment. Everybody live on Gibbs Street. <laughs> so either way, we gonna have we have to have conversation. Well, shout out to the BSU because yeah, we the stage are cool. Mm-hmm. Enough is enough. They had a sit-in, didn't they? Oh yes, yes, yes. They had a what sit-in. What was that? Was it was there a date on that? Or has it happened yet? I couldn't tell. Yeah, they they were circulating that, but you know, I had to cut myself off for it because you know this is really getting on my nerves. Um, but at a certain point, you know, a lot of other things are bubbling up now because of this because they're like, you know, let's just put a stop to everything right now. So they've come up with a lot of concerns and things like that, but um. I also have to cut, cut myself off because I'm not giving no more free meetings, no more whatever the hell to Eastman outside outside of the BSU. The BSU, I will, because mm-hmm. they, they ain't asked for none of this, you know. Right. And they're just students trying to get through this experience. So whatever they need, I got them. But I'm not doing no more whatever the hell meetings with Eastman about I mean, they want to pay for consultation. Uh, Cause so. I, white people cannot fix this. I'm just gonna be blunt. Mm-hmm. Cause they they're the ones that's running it. 
this happened so many times and, and then w- literally within the within a year it's happened again then yeah they, but they fixed the fact the that we time. just had jashanti on the show talking about this less right. than two weeks ago so i'm saying they, they're like, gonna need to get better get like the met and hire somebody i think that's one of the demands get like the met i mean they ain't far but oh. i'm saying like they hire <laughs> they hire somebody to oh they hire somebody yeah i think that's because, one of the demands um, right right and i know that that is in progress but um it should not be in, it should have been done because that wasn't the recommendations that we gave them at the beginning of this past uh, fall, at the end of the, well, yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but they're like, oh, well, we're we're in the process of hiring. Yeah, I'm like, you've been in the process. the process of hiring for like almost a year at this point. It's been nearly a year that you've been in the process of hiring. So. And y'all got money. These people got a heck of money. They will buy you a whole starter pack as a freshman. You don't be. You don't need none of that stuff. You got money for what they want to have money for. So don't. Yeah, I might go say that, but they have lots. Eastman has a lot of money. Well, hate that for us. Well, good luck. (laughs) Come on, forty-five minute news. We'll have to talk fast. No, just kidding. All right, y'all. So um, we're gonna talk about a video as part of our topic today. So we're I gotta do an intermission. Yeah, that's what this is. Oh, well, <laughs> I thought you were going right into the topic. I was like, oh. <laughs> um. So one of the we're obviously we're talking about Yo Yo Ma, and I want to call him Young and May. Um, they, we're talking about Yo Yo Ma. And they asked him to take him to. They asked. He he took Jesus and Mero to one of his favorite spots in Cambridge, and so I got the intermission idea from that. So I asked Delaney to tell me three, well, six of her favorite spots in LA, three musical, um, and then three just random, like if you come into my city, this is where I'm taking you. But it doesn't have to be like I'm taking you to the Hollywood. I mean, let's touch one of yours, but it doesn't have to be like a landmark, <laughs> like because if I take you to Chicago, I'm not taking you to the B. Oh, so we, it gotta be where we taking somebody. One of them oh, doesn't no, change. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be that. Cause he's gonna be it's mad your at favorite me. spots. He's gonna be mad at me. You said what? So you gonna be mad at me? Why? First one is my house. Okay. <laughs> and and I wouldn't say that this is somewhere that I'm taking. Somebody, yeah, it doesn't have to be. You know, favorite spots. I think yeah. I have my favorite spots. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my favorite spots is my home. You guys know me. Um. I like to lay down. So um and that's why I picked it. Um and that's then I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that's him. me not rounding it out like a book report. <laughs> the second place that I picked um is my grandma's house, my second home. The reason why though I would still leave that on there, even if it was the other way of where would you take someone, I would still take someone there because my grandma's house has a lot of like has a lot of history my grandma has a lot of like stuff like you've been over there my grandma my grandma has a built-in jacuzzi in her den that she has never used she's living in this house since before i was born probably like i don't remember when she moved in there but there are pictures of her in this house in 1990 so like oh, she's been in there for a long time has never used she has an actual jacuzzi in her living room <laughs> that she's never used before um but so it's full of like all types of stuff like books pictures records and stuff so mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite places because like it's the closest thing 
like I always find something new over there like I remember I had to do a project I took a class about black fashion in the 60s and 70s and like for my final project you had to do like a fashion show type of thing and with like pictures and everything and I did all the pictures from pictures that I found at my grandma's house from the 60s and 70s um so I would take people there just because it's like cool she got a lot of stuff to um to look at you know I like history stuff like that um and then my third um regular place dang what was my third regular place I don't even know that I think I forgot what it was but I'm just I'm just pick another one um a place that that's cool I would say is um is Grand Park in downtown LA that's just a place that if you need a loiter after school like that's what we was doing mm-hmm. and you know i'm very nostalgic i remember one time i was like i should just take the bus ride that i used to take to school like just just take two buses and a train for fun because it's just oh, like oh my god the memories no. and i was like delaney that's ridiculous so like i that's just a place that is a lot of like you know there's a lot of events that go on in, in grand park but that's not even really why i was over there i was just over there because like just hanging out Mm-hmm. loitering <laughs> fun <laughs> um my random places that i will take you i told delaney that i did the chicago area because evanston is literally like three by three blocks okay it's not that small population is like a hundred thousand people so it's a it's a it's a suburb so it's not a lot that will be favorite i mean there are favorite things but like those maybe in high school those are my favorites like I, I didn't pick the lakefront because you have to pay for the beach in Evanston mm. so I never went to the beach a lot you people will get beach passes and my mom would never buy me one because she's like why are you paying for God's water so I never That's good point I never she never bought me a beach pass like that the thought of that for her was just like ridiculous which it is yeah. um so but my one of my favorite spots in Evanston is the Merrick Rose Garden um it's like um a couple blocks from downtown evanston and um i like going there for a couple reasons i normally take my birthday (laughs) photo shoots there but also i took my grandma on a picnic there it's really small it could be someone's it could be a fancy person's backyard that's like about the size like like it's it's not as small as a backyard it's a garden and it has a Mm -hmm. huge like um green spot there that's my grandma on a picnic there and it was super cute like i just like it's really really cute and it's like like a little gem like right in the middle of evanston um my second place is pick me up cafe it's my favorite brunch spot it's also my favorite brunch spot to go with non-vegans because there's no complaints they also have meat and cheese there because my friends vary some of them will just do the vegan stuff then there's delaney and nikki who do you mean delaney i was begging you to go to that uh to what's that place in rochester where oh what what is it the red fern yeah how you remember i didn't remember it it depends yeah. on, it depends on what it is to to me yeah that's fair because i feel like you'll you've eaten vegan stuff on accident i guess yeah nikki's it depend, like, like it, when it when it's the like the the fake meat stuff like you know when i'm textured so oh yeah i would eat to... stuff that does not have meat and cheese in it but mm-hmm. it's just like other things that i would still eat it's not like oh we molded this chicken <laughs> out of the like yeah okay i, I could see that nikki is like well, i'm not going to a vegan restaurant or <laughs> or nikki will go and not eat and i'm like that's not fun <laughs> like, i did that with you but also i was broke 
Where'd I had just, remember when we were in LA and I went first we went to that breakfast spot in Glendale. I don't even eat breakfast, so yeah, I was, was like I'm not buying anything. And I then that second place we went by my house. By the ice cream place. Oh I had just bought my base Katie. I had like twelve dollars in my account. <laughs> okay, I thought okay, see, and I thought you didn't I mean I wasn't in your business. I'm like, why are you not eating? I thought you weren't eating because it was vegan. <laughs> Literally that's what I thought. I'm like, no, dang it. Oh, <laughs> like three years later this Poverty whole stricken. time <laughs> this whole time like three years later i'm like you just don't want no vegan stuff <laughs> oh my bad sorry homie. you made it though you bounce back um okay so maybe not delaney but definitely nikki i don't want no it's not meat i don't want that i'm like what you ordering i'm like i'm getting chicken tacos it's not chicken you get the tacos <laughs> I, I, I love you be doing that you be like i'm making a quesadilla i'm like oh a dear <laughs> so I, I that's what I I mean it depends also like my cousins will also suck it up they'll go to a vegan restaurant and be like like this is one of my favorite spots in New Jersey is this like all vegan Asian spot like they have vegan the 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 sushi vegan but like good so you know I don't pay for sushi because I can make better sushi at home because I'm not gonna pay money for an avocado roll that's I something make- I do want to try is vegan sushi because you know I don't eat fish when we go back I, I, that place remember that we went to New Jersey for like one day mm-hmm. and that place I like ran in and got some food you remember that mm-hmm. that's that oh, place yeah, yeah. the whole restaurant is vegan like they got like shrimp tempura they got everything the whole it, 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 I love that place good thing I don't live in Hackensack because that would be a problem like I would spend so much money there they have like because like one thing I don't pay for sushi because I'm not going to pay money for avocado roll if I'm lazy I will buy I did that Monday I will buy an avocado roll and go home and dress it up I do that all the time because like vegans want convenience too but like paying for I I don't go out you know how you go to like a nice sushi restaurant I don't do that because I'm not going to pay everybody having fire coming out of their sushi rolls and they got live oyster uh, octopus with the soy it's still wiggling around and that's I have avocado nasty. roll that's <laughs> gross and I'm just on the side with an avocado and a sweet potato roll I'm not doing that I can make better sushi at home ain't even got you can't even, they don't even have no spicy mayo here cause they only got mayo mayo you know mm. what I'm saying I'm not doing that I could make it better at home but um I like Pick Me Up Cafe because it has an extensive vegan menu. Nikki actually requests that we go there for brunch because a French toast is their vegan French toast is what she orders because it's so good. I used to hate French toast even before vegan because it tastes eggy. Yeah, I don't like French toast. But this is the best French toast I've ever had because it's vegan. They can't use egg and Nikki gets it all the time. She's like, this French toast busting, busting, which is like an accomplishment for me because it's vegan. I'm like, okay, <laughs> improvement. Um, and my last place, best random, like, regular place, is called Cindy's. It's a rooftop bar on Michigan Avenue, and it's just so gorgeous. You can see the lake. It's, like, on, like, the 20th floor. You can see the lake and Grant Park, like, right in front of you. It's just vibes, and it's just it's just really, really nice. I really like that spot. Those are mine. What are your musical ones? Okay, so, dang, I realized I should have picked the restaurant. I really should have picked Phillips because you know how I feel about Phillips. I just had it the day. Mm-hmm. We you had saw that map cousins. going around I was gonna ask what you thought about that what map there was a barbecue map of like best barbecue spots and it was like Seattle Wichita Kansas it was well, even Kansas me, Kansas don't don't surprise me because right isn't Kansas City Kansas City's but, a barbecue but, city that, but Kansas City wasn't on it so I'm like who made this uh, map even I don't me. know what the geography is like is Wichita know. close to Kansas City not to my recollection no oh. 
I thought it was really like it was like Wichita and like I want to go on a barbecue tour. It was like Cincinnati. I was like, who made Memphis wasn't on there? St. Louis wasn't on there. Maybe Birmingham they maybe they intentionally left off like the big spots. Maybe it could have been that. It could have been that because it's like how you not because yeah because those are barbecue cities. Like, I know them cities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, what kind of map is this? Because I was saying I went to go because we were eating it because my for my cousin's belated birthday and and um I was like yeah I want to go on a barbecue tour. My cousin was like yeah, yeah I'll go with you. Quit our jobs. I was like okay, not take vacation days. <laughs> Quit the entire well, hold on, hold on. They're on to something. Wait, hold on. Go back. Go <laughs> so, we're going to have to see because. That'd be lit. You got you a little sprinter van. That'd be cute. I mean, except for the being black part's kind of dangerous. Now you driving through South Dakota in a sprinter van. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I want to do that so bad. I hate that we can't do that. I mean, you can do it, but it's dangerous. Right. I'm not going to be in the middle of freaking Idaho by myself in a van. Yeah. Black. <laughs> oh my god. Black and woman? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm, that makes me so sad. I really want to do that. Yeah. Um. I was to, oh yeah, my three my favorite musical places. I guess I mean. Okay, so I'm gonna do Hollywood Bowl for one. I would say Disney Hall, but it's like, eh, you know, same whatever. Uh, similar all in the same family i was i would say mm-hmm. um and I, I would love to do dorothy chandler pavilion but i don't really you know i'm not an opera have you ever been to dorothy chandler pavilion Disney just outside i haven't been inside Girl, the inside i'm telling you if y'all are in la the dorothy chandler pavilion the inside is so gorgeous it is ridiculous i just want to be sitting in there like it is <laughs> it's just a pretty like it is fit like i don't know it's just such a, a gorgeous building um but yeah, but I'm gonna pick the Hollywood Bowl because the Hollywood Bowl obviously has it has a a mix of all types of different um, music. They just had a concert for LA Phil employees, which I was uninvited for and invited to. So we'll see about that. Um, but anyway, um, I went to see, I've seen you know of course um, great concerts there, classical concerts and um, non classical concerts. I saw Charlie Wilson and OJ's there. That was really fun. So that's one of mine. Um, another one that I would say is, I would say Knox Presbyterian Church. Um, I would say my church, but, um, I'm just going to say Knox because it's a musical, uh, place for me. Um, because that's where I see Yola, the inner city, uh, youth orchestra of Los Angeles rehearses. So it's like also a lot of memories there mm-hmm. and like whatever. I've also been to the church as a guest, um it's pretty it was a pretty chill uh uh church you found you um, yeah I was just yeah because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, i'm not presbyterian so like but i've been there for a couple like services just to see because i have been going there for so long like rehearsing and stuff he was like why don't we just go to the church service like see what's like, going on over here mm-hmm. um so yeah that's why um i picked there um because i've done a couple concerts there as well and, and a lot of rehearsals and stuff um and then last but not least it's kind of a larger one but i would just pick lamert park um lamert park is a a very afrocentric um part of of la um it has the world stage um it also has a lot of like um if you want to get it has a lot of like um locally owned community owned black owned shops and and things like that um a lot of people playing music on the street um the barbara morrison performing arts center is over there which i've you know i've played over there too so it's just a lot of um of uh black culture 
um, and black music going on over there. Period. You know what I realized real quick? Mm-mm. How different of a world we live in, like, as, like, I don't say black church goes because low-key AME is also very short. The AMEs that I've been to, I know it's different. It's a whole organization. Mm-hmm. But the ones I've been to have also been short. But I remember in undergrad, this dude was like, yeah, my church is like an hour. And I was like, an hour? Like, we just got to the, we just got to the, um, the offering. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, just. I'm like, I church just like, like, maybe, I mean, Pastor Dillard hasn't making it shorter, but it's like it, at least two to two and a half hours. He was like, what do you do for two and a half hours? And I just. Girl, church. I, like, I couldn't. <laughs> I was like, what do you. And that's just church, not the after church. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you, how do you do everything in one hour? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. You got the pre-praise and worship, and you got the announcements. You got praise right. and worship. Then you got the pastor coming up with the announcements. Then it's the choir selection. Then it's the offering. Then it's one more choir selection. Then Meet your neighbor. <laughs> oh, I forgot that part in the middle before <laughs> offering. Then after the last choir selection, now it's time for the pastor to preach. 30 minutes, maybe 45. Then you got to then you gotta do the altar call. Is there one? <laughs> <laughs> then you pray. Then my pastor does offering actually after, uh, which I low-key thought was a risk, but. He changed it recently, like in the last year or so. But he does it after that. Then dismissal. And you got to congregate too. You got, you're not home until one. Church try to tell you, you're not home till one. You're not stepping through the, your house till one o'clock. Like, because I've been to a lot of different home. types of churches, as like both as a visitor and a, like, and a musician. And yeah, Presbyterian for sure. I was just like, I feel like I could be in sweats here. <laughs> like, you said what? <laughs> I feel like I could be in sweats here. Like mm-hmm. it's, very it's a very yeah because like yeah because I, I mean you know I went to a Baptist church so very extra very long. <laughs> yeah, like I, I was going. I found out, and I'm wondering if your church is the same. Do you guys have Sunday school in children's church? Our Sunday school happens at I don't know I've ne- I never go. <laughs> But Sunday school happens because I was like, that's too much. It happens before church. Children's church happens during during church. church. Okay, because yeah. I because you know other whatever. So I was like, I was wondering if other people had it because other churches I had been to were not doing it. So I think the biggest I realized that people don't do children's church during church when I like started going to churches in undergrad, like when I left my home church. Took when I, cause I was two hours away because I don't want to sound like I left my home church. When I went to undergrad and was looking for churches to go to while I was in school, I was like, the kids still in here? I'm like, that sounds disastrous. Kids, you have to sit still. I mean, I remember, and my mom, there would be something that she didn't even let me go to the junior church. She's like, you need to listen to the word. I'm like, I'm seven. This doesn't, this is not <laughs> clicking. <laughs> they got graham crackers and juice downstairs, and I'm up here, and, and, uh, and I'm just like, this is terrible. <laughs> I am suffering. And, and she wouldn't let me sleep. She would not let me sleep. She would always like nudge me. <laughs> Terrible times. I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't remember why she wouldn't let me. Or, or, oh, also, either she wouldn't let me, or I don't think children's church met every week when I was younger. I don't know. It was something. But I remember she would give me a piece of paper and draw, and then when that was over, she was like, "Well, listen, take it in." I'm like, "I'm seven. <laughs> this is terrible." <laughs> 
period anyway mommy's little spot speaking of church is first church of god christian life center 1524 simpson street evanston illinois pastor diller is the pastor debbie allen is a uh, associate pastor um i learned come on dance academy at the church (laughs) 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 but uh or assistant pastor i don't know associate assistant whatever but i learned all of my musical stuff there i have so many memories there i love going back um they gonna go back in person i I mean the cdc said what they said but i don't know how you're gonna go to church and not church and i'm not trying to you gonna be hugging on people that makes me nervous i do i made it this far without getting covid i'm gonna keep it cute um but yeah i learned a lot there i have memories of my mama making me play and i just hated doing it she's like katie she would make i would like have to learn hymns and play it for the church my i go to a mid-sized church it was terrifying girl they had us singing solos <laughs> and my sister can sing too so that made it worse because they were like oh danielle's sister and i'm like no, no we're not the same i don't think i, I don't remember having so i might have had one in children's choir but definitely like we established by the time i got to youth choir that i cannot sing we established because of who you are. come on that was my main solo <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> like we established I think I had one there because there was one song in children's church I remember that we sang everybody had a solo but we already knew that Katie could not sing so that was my last one I'm sorry but I go to a mid-sized church it's like 200 people on a Sunday and I'm up there playing freaking solid rock on the viola as a sixth grader I hated it my mama made me do it my mama made me play and I hate I hated it for several reasons the main one reflecting is the fact that I thought it broke the flow of service you know what I'm saying? Like the choir just did all this stuff, and then here go little old me with my tapes and my viola playing hymnals. And then every once in a while, you know, Brother Vernon he would back me up, and because I'm just playing the melody, and my mom, I'm like, my mama up there with her phone, like. <laughs> I hated it. I hated it. And then it's a, even when I went to college and came back, I played one Easter Sunday, and they want me to play with the band. I'm like, the band, these are real musicians. If I don't have music, I am nothing. <laughs> so okay. I had to whatever song they played, I had to look it up and then write it out, and and they're just playing. I'm just like, I want to sit down. <laughs> and it's Easter, so it's more people. Than, nah. But anyway, great memories of first church. Excited to go back when it opens for real, for real. Second was ETHS Edmonton Township High School. Did a lot there. Did a lot of playing there. It was good. Um. And the final one is Ravinia. Ravinia is not in Evanston. It's in Highland Park. It's a summer home of the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. And it's just vibes. So I was actually really thrown off. I thought I thought all places were like Ravinia. That's my problem. So when I went to the Hollywood Balls, oh, where the grass cool. at? Like, mm. we just sitting in chairs. Like, that was so foreign to me because at Ravinia, most of Ravinia is grass. And flat grass at that. Yeah, there are places like that, that you can go here. Because mm-hmm. even in Memphis, the Grove, they they is like that. It's just flat grass, and you you bring your picnic. Because some people, the think the Grove is very small. The one in Germantown, if anyone's from Memphis here, it's very small. So you can see the stage from wherever you at. At Ravinia, sometimes people just want to be in the atmosphere because you can't. There's only like a couple of spots on the yard on the on the lawn that you can see the show that you can even you can even see like a, a the monitors from because the people who have who can actually see 
the performers are in the under the pavilion. They pay like top dollar for their seats or whatever. They're like, oh, I was about to say there are no chairs because a lot of old people go to go to classical concerts. That's why yeah. I was like, I feel like that's why a lot of the reason why there's mm. seats because I'm not gonna get on no on no floor. Yeah, Gloria, you know? that the way that's not. I mean, they, then you can rent lawn chairs, you can do stuff like that. But I like see. for CSO concerts, the lawn is gonna be ten dollars. And and then the pavilion seats start at thirty five, and they go up. Of course, the closer you get to the, because it's like a it's like concert hall seating under the pavilion, but oh. it's like expansive grass. And sometimes we would just go. Like I, I love Ravinia because you pay your ten dollars. You're not even really <laughs> paying attention. You bring your picnic, your wine, your lawn chair, or your blanket. It's just like, and I'm trying to go this. Time, I'm trying to get some blacks to go because Jonathan is actually conducting, um the cso that's ridiculous right, i saw that that is Listen. ridiculous i'm like you better make god move through you boy you know jonathan real church so i had to come correct to him but he uh <laughs> like that is insane mm-hmm. like you better do your thing like that's ridiculous but yeah he's gonna be conducting i want to go i'm trying to come nikki doesn't do outside she's she's allergic to mosquito bites which i can see but i'm like they treat the lawn she's like well my friend went there she still got bit up so i'm like i'm like really stick about it He's black. He's conducting one like one of the biggest orchestras in the country. Like, can we just think about it? She's like, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> people gonna th- oh no, Nikki's been on the show before. I'm about to say people gonna think she a gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki's so nice, not to me, but she's nice. <laughs> I love Nikki. That's my goodie. But um, yeah, I'm gonna see who wants to go in Chicago because like I want to be there, and also I like this like the vibes. I mean, I might actually pay for a ticket so I can. Mm sit but i still do a picnic the, the gates open at five it's concert starts at eight i used to work at ravinia too so i know <laughs> that's why i'm not obsessed with ravinia i used to work there <laughs> um but also it might be different because of covid maybe they don't want people mingling for three hours before a concert starts so um who knows but yeah those are mine this episode is long as heck what the heck we had an hour mm-hmm. all right moving on oh all right y'all well as katie mentioned um our topic this week we're going to be talking about the um recent episode of Jesus and Mero which uh featured Yo-Yo Ma as a guest um so yeah just as a, a little bit of background on the show itself uh Jesus and Mero um is it's a it's a series but it's made up of um two comedians Jesus Nice and the Kid Mero um who started off I believe as podcasters mm-hmm. um and they blew up um and whatever and they got their own show um so now it's a it's um like a talk show that's on showtime and um you know all kinds of stuff they they they've been doing the thing um so Jesus and Mara are like the comedians that a lot of black people know um and we kind of just wanted to talk about this because this is a very much you know it's a bringing together of worlds that we do here on classical black all the time so when people saw that they were talking to yo-yo ma like in classical music people was like girl what so of course i'm gonna link the video so me and katie watched it we're gonna talk about it um we're gonna talk about what we thought about the the show and everything and um and also if we were to get the chance to um to collaborate with someone from the culture from black culture who would it be and why? Because now listen, I love your your mind. He did a great job, but if that was us, <laughs> literally, he actually did a better job than a lot of the classical musicians. Oh, like a lot, because he like, acted like a normal person, like a normal. You know, they'd be foaming at the mouth. So right, oh, what? oh, what pound pound it? You know, <laughs> like yeah. acting weird and junk. <laughs> oh, the the infant is that your name? <laughs> 
the baby. <laughs> oh, the baby. Hmm. <laughs> Mozart was a baby once. Like, <laughs> like literally, bring her right back. Coming. <laughs> Pine, y'all get delivered from that. Like, you must be a separate person inside of class. Crazy. Get a hobby. Knit something. Ali. <laughs> <laughs> okay so what did you what did you think i thought it was super cute i thought it was i was i was smiling the whole time mainly because he was acting normal and he was just being normal like a normal person so but i feel like also um he's used to that you know he'd be on arthur and stuff so mm-hmm. and he also ex- has expanded outside of classrooms a little bit with his silk road ensemble so i actually thought it was a really good pick for that so i thought it was mm-hmm. really really cute i really enjoyed it yeah yeah i liked it too i thought um you know because they talked they he played a little bit of music he played some they wanted him to play some dmx and some mm-hmm. what they play toxic by britney spears yeah. um um and you know talked a little bit about classical music talked about um you know some like katie said some of his favorite places in cambridge and um it just seems like a lot of not a lot of because there are not a lot of them but some of the classical music crossover things that we've seen have just been very like they just paint classical music in this very like foreign light mm-hmm. that I think has been always used to keep black people away from it and make mm-hmm. it seem like it's this thing that happens outside of us which is why some people were bringing up like dang it would have been great to have like a black person in the mix on this which is very very true um but you know at, at least they didn't get old dude that they had talking to um that Megan Stallion the Stallion been, that could have been so much better that video could have been so much better was he yeah. is that who he was i don't remember i don't know i'd never heard of him before that there yeah, was some... another thing we got some random classical music dude i <laughs> <laughs> don't think the same thing about us but we'll be fun <laughs> and worth it <laughs> yeah that was a wasted opportunity in my opinion yeah that Especially was a not even matching energy yeah video going around some some dude some classical music dude talking to meg the stallion and they you know had that little crossover thing but it was just very much like like they were playing on the fact that they were so different and oh my gosh and he's a square and she's making the stallion ah like it was all (laughs) (laughs) you know like so it was um it was very weird so it just seemed like there was not as much of a seamless transition it feels like every time there's this sort of like crossover there are some things in the main culture that do it like trap symphony but trap symphony is not run uh by a black person i believe so um just talking about so it is something that like you know there's a crossover between like black artists and uh classical music or classical instruments at least in in most cases but um yeah it just kind of seems like um this is one of the one of the uh better turnouts that we've seen i will say i wish they're i wish they like expanded the video a little bit more like even the first thing like the take us to some of your favorite spots in cambridge and we went to one spot you know or like even i don't know i thought that was like a little rushed through and also does he really get his hair cut there that was not clear to me maybe i have to watch it again but i was just like this is kind of I thought it was a little weird, but either way, um, I also, even the classical music thing, like the Pablo Casales thing that they did, mm-hmm. that was cute and stuff, but I don't know. I kind of thought like there are, there are pieces that are in that one thinks of when 
when they when when someone mentions the cello or plays the cello, I thought that was also a missed opportunity. Um, and where I thought he was going with the Pablo Casals isn't Pablo Casals the one that brought the cello suites to popularity? I'm gonna double check that because I could be wrong, but I thought that was also a missed opportunity. I thought that's where he was gonna go next. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check that. Listen, if I got that wrong, I haven't been in music school in a long time actually. Currently, in music school. <laughs> not in it. <laughs> I mean, a music history class, whatever. I'm I'm gonna double check that, but I I, I believe Pablo Casals is the one that brought those to popularity. I thought that was gonna be the next thing he was gonna do because everybody knows that the G major prelude. You know, I thought that was a missed mm-hmm. opportunity. Um, yeah, I just wish some stuff would have been expanded more, like the yeah the can you play this popular thing or so how do you how do you cello and because it's still I feel like if you didn't know anything about classical music. Or people and everybody knows about classical music, but if you didn't know a lot about it, rather, mm-hmm. you one might still be con. It might still seem like a far off thing, like even the thing where they were like, <clears throat> "How much does this cello cost?" or whatever, and he was like, "A lot." I'm like, but you could have gone into it. It, it would take nothing to go ten seconds more. And be like, "Why does it cost that much?" Mm. You know, stuff like that. Like I just thought there was like little things that. And maybe they, maybe that they, those were in the extended version and they had to cut it down. I don't know because mm. obviously they, they they weren't there for eleven minutes. They you know, but um, and yeah, and they they also like Yoyama has a really cool personality. I feel like um we saw that at the end of the video and like the extras when his phone was ringing. But I feel like that could have been <laughs> incorporated more into it. So I w- I want to say I was let down. I did think it was very cute, like I said, but I just feel like there was a lot of missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um in in the video to really a lot of people like when you you get you have Dillas and Meryl you have you have not just black people's um attention but people who like them you have people who aren't in classical music's attention and so I feel like in when you have attention you should do everything you can to make this seem more accessible so you have a two million dollar cello okay why the two million dollars um even me as a trained classmate, I had no idea what, what piece did he play. What piece was that? What piece? The the with the Pablo Casals. Oh, what was yeah, that? I don't know. See, it's like you know what I'm saying. It's just like it was a cute video, like I said. Their personalities complement each other very well, but I thought they were some missed uh, yeah. opportunities. I think, and I don't even know, you know, all of this how a show works is kind of like is above my pay grade, but it would be great to see, and this kind of segues into what we're gonna talk about about you know collaborating with people from the culture um some people that kind of have a foot in each door i know it may seem like i'm like y'all get classically black up there which i mean yeah but that's not just for because oh we want to be on Jesus and Meryl. that's because like you got people that had a that have the best of both worlds mm-hmm. and could actually like that's probably something that like all oh, their writers wrote it and then yo yo ma came yeah not like something like classically black could like let's we could make that right together mm-hmm. because i actually listened to kevin hart has a new podcast called comedy gold mines and mm-hmm. i and you know i like watching comedy and Jesus and Mero were on it and the way that they were describing their process and like whatever it was like that sounds exactly like us mm-hmm. like just because they're not like they're not since they started off as podcasters they're not like traditional like comedians where you know they're they're like writer routine like they don't they improvise and a lot of their live shows are improvised too and i'm like that's like you and i when we go to a sh- when we do a live show like they said they'll write an outline and then it's like whatever and i'm like this is exactly what we do we write mm-hmm. an outline we don't write a script 
Right. You know, we just like, you know, we're gonna touch on these things. We're gonna we're gonna say whatever we <laughs> whatever we want. And so I felt like, um, like I don't know. I just feel like it seemed like something that can be um and something that we would want to do because we have had you know what put me on had people that are not classical musicians but mm-hmm. it would be cool to to collaborate um with some people outside of that so with that being said um if you could collaborate with someone from black culture with classically black who would it be i could not pick one person because i feel like there's so many <laughs> angles <laughs> um that God, one could take um, I think, I think access to, I don't know, Crystal is definitely one person I would want to do. And I thought of Crystal because she is a flautist and she also, people know who she is. Not, uh, not everyone. Cause I ever listen to podcasts, but, um, I thought that, that, that would be really cool. And who's um, Crystal? You said what? People don't know. Oh, it's Crystal is the co-host of The Read. Um, and I thought that would be cool and I thought I think she'd be really receptive to it um but also I mean my number one pick would be the baby I think the baby's fun I have a I have a bias because he's like one of my favorite people but I think he's fun I think it would be fun to do it with him Mm -hmm. um because he has a good personality I mean some of the stuff like like I said being a the baby fan is a huge commitment because (laughs) literally every eight to nine weeks the baby is in the media for doing something now sometimes it's funny like the apple juice i thought that was hilarious and justified and justified thirty thousand dollars literally however not everything i can get behind i kind of just keep my mouth shut and (laughs) turn sugar on but (laughs) um i think the baby just be a lot of fun and then the same thing i will say cardi b because Cardi already does stuff like that. She already the Debbie Allen Cardi B collaboration was hilarious and fun. She struggled so much with the ballet. She was like, I wanna she was <laughs> she was like, I wanna do the African dance. She's like, I wanna move my booty. It was just, it was just good. Like she's good at that. She has a good personality. So those are the people that I came up. I had other people like I thought Tabitha Brown would be fun. Because I, th- I, I suspected you would say Tabitha Brown for whatever reason. Yeah, the reason why I thought Tabitha Brown, besides being a fellow vegan sister, um, <laughs> Tabitha Brown. Well, for, first of all, there are there's a, a lot of people are a lot of black people are vegan. It's like two percent of two percent of Americans are vegan, but eight percent of black people are vegan. You know, black people are vegan, mm-hmm. but. Tabitha Brown did something really cool in that she introduced people to something that in the same way with classical music introduced black people to something that people didn't know black people were doing. A lot of people didn't know that. And my sores who clowned me for years now want to try <laughs> carrot salmon. Now they want to try that. They're like, I don't know about the walnut tacos, but you know, that carrot kind of look. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know about that. Okay, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. I did a what I eat in a day, but I did raw food and I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna make it through this day. The walnut tacos were the highlight of the day. I, I can't lie to you. Like when you let the do what it do, now would I go out of my way to do that again? No, I wouldn't. But would I make them again? Yes. I would, but I wouldn't be like, you know what I want? It's a walnut taco. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna try to eat no bird tacos. But um I thought Tabitha Brown would also be that's my I couldn't pick just one. 
whatever angle that was but Tabitha Brown would be great because she's already done that she's like look, why don't look at black look black people let's try it that wasn't really her message she didn't go out mm-hmm. trying to do that literally her daughter was like you should try TikTok and she was like okay and now she <laughs> blew up but she's good at that she's like this is normal for black people to do it I think that would be a that would be a cool angle so that's my people all right well so the first thing that comes to mind um I mean and because I listened to that podcast and because I heard of how similar their process as people who were successful comedians and like just personalities was that I was like we could do this um because of that I you know I'd immediately thought of like a comedian because comedy is a a part of classically black um although I just feel like I don't know hearing them say say that was interesting to me because I always thought like and 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 this is still true that being funny and being like a comedian are two different things but to hear that people were like they were able to be comedians without like okay we are crafting whatever and I'm sure that has become a part of their process to an extent since they started making money and getting shows and stuff like that but um that is um there is some like crossover there so that would be cool but i'm not it's not like my pick is Jesus samara because i don't really watch their stuff um like i knew who they were but um i don't really watch their stuff yeah i need to from like, the culture if i hear if i hear about something like i heard when dj envy's stupid self from the breakfast club he still on that? i can't believe Dude, i, I cannot up. believe people let that that sh- I thought okay because DJ Envy whatever like I don't I've watched a couple episodes of The Breakfast Club but you know it can be upsetting it can so be upsetting. um people are like oh we'd be a new DJ Envy was trash whatever but when y'all let him get up there and defend the murder of a of a black child and he's still on the show and he's whatever and like we just move past that yeah, I thought for I'm, sure people was gonna get him out of here but I might be cool. I'm like yes yes you are you're right not like even, what worse than that <laughs> exactly i was That's a, a child disgusting. you have children I would, I would never ever i wouldn't be able to sit in the same room as him after that are you kidding me they thrive off of being problematic but i mean but that was that was geez, a line that i Charlamagne never expected <laughs> like, listen Charlamagne has he's grown. come a long way he's come a long i can sit through episodes especially especially if it's someone i want to see i will sit yeah. through a breakfast club interview yeah because i i used to never ever after the whole little mama thing making her cry and everything i was not what i just that was the first time i had ever seen the breakfast club mm-hmm. and that's why i was like i'm not mm-mm. and then it was a couple years later i would say last year um i finally watched one and i had seen how much he has come a long way he's still too old to be acting like that he but too. i stopped watching <laughs> after the young and may video when all he was asking her about was the was her sexuality and stuff it was oh, really uncomfortable i think but i the, heard about that yeah but then i went watch. back after i forgot who went on there i'm like oh, let me see what this talking about and i saw like he it, i'm not i'm not talking leaps and bounds i'm not mm-hmm. he's still charlemagne but he has come a long way and they kept it real cute with that president obama interview because he knew he couldn't go on there with no charlemagne acting like no charlemagne they kept exactly. it real cute with he obama. was lenard on that interview <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling That's you right. government name like, <laughs> he kept they kept they all were on their best and behavior. after what he did to, to monique too he was rude he was rude to her um but I forgot what I could. Oh, I, I I mentioned that because that's another episode of Decent and Meryl that I did see. So like if I see like they pissed DJ Envy off and he actually walked out Ooh, of, wait, like when they were on his show. Yeah, girl, you should look it up. 
should look it up so that's only that's one of the episodes that i've seen because they did a reaction to it and they was clowning him and i and because i was so irritated with dj envy i was like oh what's this (laughs) and and so that was enjoyable so thank you to jesus and for that um somebody that i I would love to collaborate with is Issa ray oh my god that'd be so fun we could do it could be a drama it could be a reality show whatever like there's right, the girl, write me, write me a script. Don't write me a script. I have, I'm terrible at lines. But let me, yeah, let me. It would have to be a reality show. <laughs> I can't believe people think classy black is scripted in any way. Like, y'all should see what the ads look like. It's seven takes <laughs> for three words. Like, uh-uh. Don't write me no script. I'm just going to come there, BK. Listen, because she has that new show coming out, Rap Shit, and uh, Kid Fury, uh, who's the other co-host of The Read. Kid Fury's on, is in the writer's room for it. Oh my god! Oh, that's why he's talking about he's going to work. Yeah, because he, like, she posted a, a picture of the writers and was like, "Is that Kid Fury? Where she post that? This is a couple weeks ago. I, I don't her. follow her on Twitter. That's why I didn't see that. Mm. Oh, maybe I do. Yeah, I was you know, like, I on Instagram. Yeah, I follow. I follow her. I follow. I follow all of her stuff because she got she got a whole bunch of stuff, and um and it's about like two you know like two um like black girls who are like rapping or whatever. I'm like, we could do we could do the classical version. Period. Classical shit. Come on, Bakiana. She took all her stuff <laughs> off her IG. She only got like I can't scroll. She posted on IG? Oh, I don't this is weeks ago. So I oh. also follow Issa Ray Presents, which is oh, her like company. Okay, Could have been that. Okay. Um but I would love to collaborate with Issa Ray. I feel like it would be hilarious. She funny, we funny. Like it could be something. Tag her. Whatever. Like we could do this. We could do a, a classical, a black That'd classical reality show, um, but like you know, good reality TV. Nah, we're not finna be. Nah, I, I don't pour acetone on Katie's viola because she pissed me off. Like <laughs> right on some Tuesday <laughs> joint. <laughs> um, and then another person, another comedian that I would like to, and you know, I don't like to use the word favorite. So a comedian that I particularly enjoy, um, is Hannibal Burris. Um, and he has done some collaborations with musicians, not necessarily classical musicians, but it seems like music is like something that he's done. Like he just did a show, a drive-in show at the Rose Bowl with Thundercat. And I was like, oh, Hannibal Burns doing a live show, girl. Tickets were hundreds of dollars. I was like, listen, I like you. I don't like you that much. So, um, when he goes on tour, hopefully I get, I get to see him, but he also like kind of incorporates music and he has a podcast. Mm -hmm and like he just incorporates like kind of like live music on there sometimes so i just think it would be i just think it would it would be funny i like his his style as a comedian and i think it would just be cool um to work with comedians in in some way because to see how people like um i don't know come at come at it from uh that point of view like from outside of classical music but comedians are also like really supposed to observe um things and like and comment and you know stuff like that um that's kind of like their job um it depends on the type of comedian you are but a lot of a lot of comedy is is a cultural criticism or like observing what's going on around you and um and yeah and kind of commenting on it so it would be cool to see like how how they would approach people like us who are like trifling and that's the thing i'll be intimidated to work with a comedian because i'm not funny i'm trifling like i might say but trifle is fun trifle is funny I'm, yeah. and then they would we'd be katie i say i just say ridiculous things and you know what i'm saying but like you know like i don't know like people be funny you know what i'm saying 
I think we're hilarious. And people think we're hilarious. That so. is true. I don't know. Maybe I just be in my head. But now, now I'll get around Kevin Hart. I'm like, yo, But that reminds me of what's her name. This is not one of them. But that reminds me of like on Smart Funny and Bad. Smart Funny and Black. You hear me? Smart Funny and Black. I mean, at the Seals game show. Like, when she'll have people on, she'll be like, don't worry. Like, I won't. I'm not going to let you just flail, you know, like mm-hmm. whatever. So I feel like also working with a professional would be like that. You know somebody I just thought of that I didn't think of until just now? Mm-hmm. That would be a great choice. Oh. This, her name is Kimberly Clark. She's the comedian that did that set about, about Gustavo Dudamel. Oh, she would be. <laughs> she would be perfect. That would be a good one. A but good I wouldn't talk about that. I already made it known. Dude, I don't care. <laughs> but she's fine. somebody fine, who fine, clearly fine. likes classical music. Yeah, so, like yeah, yeah, call her up. We could we could rap about that. Cause Kimmy yeah. with me. I'm not. I'm not playing. I think he's fine. Fine. So we could talk. About okay, that. I just thought like a general. <laughs> I wasn't really thinking the dude male centered. I mean, so uncomfortable. His wife is like so. Right. <laughs> Now, now, yeah, yeah, I'm a bad, but you know, and she actually, and I just pulled her up so I did, to make sure I didn't get her name wrong, but she actually posted, um, posted the Dizzy Samaro Yo Yo Ma thing and was like, Thanks for keeping classical music, uh, the classical music conversation going in a humorous way. Yeah, come on, y'all. We gotta make one of these happen. Tag classical, like, all these people's comments, we making one of them happen. Come on, we could do it. That'd be so cute. Like, ugh. I would collaborate with anybody. Just like so y'all know that classical music is not as dense. I mean, a lot of y'all are dense, but I'm saying like it's not as dense. It's, it's, it doesn't have to be dense. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean because some of y'all just are. But we gonna see. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Period. All right. All right, y'all, it's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props, because there's a room for everyone at the top. Who are you talking about, Delaney? All right, I'm going to do a um, quick little Black Excellence, somebody who absolutely deserves um, my Black Excellence. And I actually don't know if I've done him before, but we're getting to the point with Classically Black that it's like... <laughs> yeah, I'd be afraid. I mean, I could I, I could check my... Since I post all of them, I'll just type their mm-hmm. name into my notes. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, my um my black excellence this week is Trayvon Walker. Hey Trayvon. Her, hey Trayvon. <laughs> Not him <laughs> admitting that we got on his nerves. I thought he was gonna let us <laughs> Like because I you know how you joke around with people and they'll be like, No. Like he was like, yeah, yeah the, the, la, la, hey, hey, man. and I was like, okay, not mocking us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Trayvon um, is graduating this year from the Eastman School of Music. I wanted to highlight him not only because he is popping, ridiculous, he's a vocalist, he's popping, he, you know, out here, he's going to Rice for his, for grad school. Um, Come on, he, our rose. <laughs> he ignored me when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Trayvon just let me live dang <laughs> um, but Trayvon has been just doing a ton of amazing work um, at in the Eastman community mm-hmm. he is the current Black Students Union president which is why I wanted to especially um, highlight him 
this week because you know it's been a, it's been a difficult week over there mm-hmm. um and as somebody <laughs> we're not the only two black students union presidents but we're the only two black students union presidents um and so that's something that we talked about is like it's very difficult to especially because going through finals and to have to deal with all of this stuff going on at the eastman um on the eastman campus um and he said like when all this went down and the blessings union was trying to get together and do all this stuff he was like y'all we are students like and he just seemed so tired like he was very tired and like Mm -hmm. all that of having to be the first to comment on this stuff and you know all that kind of stuff and um but at the same time the students at eastman deserve a community that's going to be active and, and supportive so like i know that he's been in the middle of balancing all of that with his own like personal work um that he has to do for finals and and all that kind of stuff and he's really uh stepped up and i told him i was like man i'm so proud of you because you know it's very difficult to be in a um in a position like that at a school that has so few black people because an organization like that relies very heavily on the membership and even more heavily on the leadership mm-hmm. um than any than any other type of student-led organization would because there's so few of us um and so he's still out there singing doing his thing doing his black students union stuff he just he also just um established a project called representation matters that introduces middle and high school students to classical music um specifically uh, music by black indigenous um and um, people of color um he crowdfunded for that project and raised more than eight thousand dollars to support outreach um going into black schools in the east community mind you another um example of students uh, doing that having to do that uncompensated um and having to put that together rather than that being you know something that that the school prioritizes but um just shout out to Trayvon for being black in excellence and uh making the Eastman community better for black students um and doing a thing period Purr. <laughs> All right, my piece of the week is the El Garcello Concerto, and I've grappled with this for the past couple of days, but I'm just going to go ahead and say that this is the best concerto ever written. Now, I also want to say that that is my opinion. So I don't need nobody, because last time I said something about El Gar, it was a problem. I think <laughs> Katie Brown thinks that it is the best concerto ever written. Now, I do believe that the Chike Violin Concerto does give it something to grapple with, but man that just first of all it's just stupid good it is so, i'll be sitting in orchestra and, you know i can't really act the way i want because i can't really act the way i want to act because you know i'm at work but in the middle of the thing when he slow he when he the i want to get up and twerk i'm like and thankfully <laughs> i have a mask on the last day <laughs> Thank God I have a mask on because I'm like, my tongue is out. Like, <laughs> under my mask. Because, like, this don't make the whole, and then in the viola's, yeah, and the foot's go, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I've been grappling with my, I think this is the best concerto ever written. I think it's the best one ever written. And I was like, no, but what about, what about the, um, about chike because chike is up there for me oh my soul chike is so good but nope elgar elgar didn't do much but that cello concerto he did that 
that is that is top tier writing he should have applied that to his first symphony because i don't know what that was but top tier hill i would die on i'm gonna try to find a, a recording of a black cellist playing even though the soloist is playing he playing. i know nathaniel has one nathaniel taylor oh for real okay period i'm gonna mm-hmm. find that one um but that what's it that that dude what's his name gabriel he playing that mm. even the conductor was like bob was like you could play <laughs> like <he>. okay <laughs> then you could play i was like that's what i said i said it can <laughs> um yeah i can't yeah it's the best question i've ever written i mean if someone wants to have um a discussion on why they think i'm wrong i'm completely open to it because i might have forgotten something but one day i'm gonna walk up to one of these orchestra auditions playing elgar and i'm gonna see what they say about it because i just they have a viola version i don't think it would do but cello's range is like I mean, I haven't. I, you have to buy it. I said I was gonna buy it, but the cello range is way wider than the viola. So some of the stuff, all them, play, they play past the, past the fingerboard mm-hmm. on, in one part. There's one part that goes past the fingerboard, and violas don't do that. Um, mm. So I want to see how the writer, how the arranger did that for viola. But man, nah, Elgar, you did that. Looking Good. forward to the recording. Of I you. would never record. That doesn't, sound fun. that doesn't sound fun to me. I'm like, you playing with this? I was looking at Everything him like, it has to be fun, Katie. Do it for us, okay? <laughs> Being a soloist does not sound look like fun to me. I mean, I guess if you're playing the same, but I, you know, you, it could be fun though. Because imagine if you get you get fifty thousand dollars to play, it, it, it could be fun. <laughs> Cause I was thinking about uh, what's my girl that I always forget her name, but she's my favorite violinist. Oh. To, I was going to be that's a violist. Huh? Janine Janssen, is she getting fifty k for a con- the way I will only play two concerts a year? Like that's all I need. Learn me a little something, play me a little something, done. But she be on, she be on a plane. Nah, too. I probably need yeah, because she she got employed. You know, she probably got a manager, yeah, oh, yeah. cut and stuff like that. And they probably getting a cut of that. Yeah, like a cut cut. Yeah, but it she looks exhausted. She might make a little more money than that, especially because she play a lot in Europe. I feel like they value. Yeah. More. Yeah. Well, imagine she get a hundred k for every concert, but she. I, I watched. I told you I watched a little documentary on her. She don't. That don't look fun at all. When I tell yeah, you the little touring. thing. Yeah, she literally. And sometimes she will go and play a different concerto because she has. I looked at her website before the before the um, the lockdown. She'll have a couple of things that she's gonna play for the year. Period. Like I'm gonna play Sibelius here. I'm gonna play Chike here. Like that's what I'm gonna do. Like that's what I noticed on her calendar. But um she'll like play with one orchestra and then play the next night and then get on a plane and then uh do a recording session and then get on a plane and then I'm like that mm-mm, you're never home and she looked mm. and then that recording session when they kept asking her to play stuff over and over again she was all sweaty and, and tired I'm like yeah <laughs> I'm okay but ain't nobody want to hear no recording to me no way so okay like, it don't even matter I don't gotta be tired <laughs> meanwhile we've repeatedly requested it I don't so. know why one would want that. What? Don't really need to understand. Just know that it's wanted. It's gonna be a recorder with a whole bunch of seasons. It's gonna be a whole bunch of notes that wasn't written on the page. Okay. Come on, more. Come on, more than we ordered. Period. All right. Thank you all for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. You got a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellent suggestion, or intermission suggestion. Hey, Amare, send us a classic black podcast at gmail.com. If you're black, join ISBM. We got a conference coming up. 
um in the fall so you should join if you don't want to miss that that would be a shame wouldn't it wouldn't you be ashamed of that isblackmusicians.com at isblackmusicians and we will see y'all next week all right bye y'all bye y'all